Hola, and bienvenidos again to my show, Cafecito with Rosie on Air. My name is Rosie Paulson, and I am passionately helping business owners in the area of Tampa Bay succeed. I do this by sharing the four components of Nieke, the basics of my book. Those components are purpose, persistent, persevere, and pivot. And I bring interesting people into my show so they can share some stories about who they are, what they do, and how they help the community. And today I am honored to introduce my really good friend and also called, known as the most famous, unfamous speaker, my really good friend, Steve Zapato. Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm excellent, Rosie. How are you? This is great. Thank you. Yes, it's been a, a, a in-the-making kind of deal for my business where I want to bring inspiring friends to my show so they can tell us who they are. And the majority of my clients do believe in helping others and helping especially business owners. They want to know them, get to like them, and do business with them because they know who they are. So we all got go right into it. Tell me, who is Steve Zapato? Uh, Steve Zapato is an old dude who's uh, lived a great life. Uh, I've owned seven businesses from an ice cream store, sporting goods store, you name it. I've owned a lot of night nightclub banquet halls, um, and I've uh, been a professional speaker for over 40 years. I love being involved in different things. Uh, when I get bored, I move on. So if I got bored with a job or bored with something else, I moved on. And like you say, I love helping people um, as having owned businesses. I really like being a business coach as well as a speaking coach, which is where I make my living. Uh, so when you say I'm Steve Spada, the most famous, unfamous speaker in America, um, it's because I've spent most of my time teaching corporations, corporate America, how to be better managers, how to be better uh, uh, meeting people, how do they... You know, so uh, not having boring speakers. So that's one of my websites, uh, Stop Boring Speakers. And that's what I do for uh, a living. And I have a great time doing it. And that's how I met you. Yes, exactly. And I can't wait. And, you know, I know what you were the first uh, uh, group or gathering that I attended after <laughs> after the pandemic. And we all needed to see some live people in front of us. So you kept the very CDC compliant with all the six uh, feet uh, distance and everything. So we were all really, as a matter of fact, very comfortable. And there was no um, incidents that happened from that. So it was a really well uh, um organized event and then there was no consequences of that although it was the first event that i attended after COVID. so Thank kudos you, to you and kudos to to the marriott um airport which it was where it was held yeah thanks a lot. that's a speaker talks event that you're talking about uh, we're yes. in another one this coming june yes and yes. Uh, yeah we're gonna have it's gonna be wide open by then we're gonna have beaten this uh, whole thing down and it's gonna be great and uh, if any of your people would like to watch uh 10 to 15 great speakers, uh, you know, it's like a TEDx talk type thing. If they want to come and just watch some great speakers do 15-minute presentations on their expertise, then love to have them attend. And they can uh, find me at, uh, well, if they go, I guess it's speakertalks.com. They can yes. find out how oh. to get there. 
and yes, as a business owner, you know, I've been working, I've been uh, 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 going through this journey where, uh, you know, part of the, one of the quotes that I say in my book a lot is clarity. And let me just uh, uh, say it straight how it comes out to the book. Clarity, the power you'll generate from po focusing on what's most important. And that's from Hal Erold um, from the, from the book, um, um, I, well, how, and I can't remember what's the book. I just, it's from just, a book. Yes. It's just escaped <laughs> my mind right now. Um, uh, oh yes. The, uh, the, uh, miracle morning. That's the, gotcha. that's the book. Um, so what I did as a business owner is I had my purpose. Then now I have a, a business brand book. And the next step that I'm going to do is to become a professional, uh, speaking a speaker when it comes to my business and what my expertise is. And you're the one that's going to help me with that. You're the one that yeah. helps business owners achieve that. So tell me a little bit about how did that came along? Why did you create that program? And, you know, just um, how, what is Steve, the thinker, say, hmm, this is something I can create and then got your passion involved and move forward and created this such a successful uh, program. You know, that's really good question. I'm glad you asked that because really uh, what started it uh, was watching other people struggle uh, uh, who were newer speakers who couldn't get hired because they didn't have what we call a speaker reel. Uh, it all came about because I do a ton of networking. Uh, so uh, before the, uh, the pandemic, uh, it was all in person and now it's all online. And one of the, one of the biggest struggles for most people is being remembered. That's what we really have to do. So um, we, we all meet different people, and it's like, what's important? You said something in the beginning, which is know, like, and trust somebody before we'll do business with them. And so I always ask people when I would go to a, a networking event. So if you belong to a group, I would do a small speech in front of them or small talk. And uh, I'd ask them, uh, you know, what's everybody famous for in here? And, and they'd go, what do you mean famous for? I go, what's their expertise? And they go, well, so-and-so is an electrician and so-and-so is an attorney. I go, okay, so what do they do different from every other attorney? What do they do different from every other electric company? And most of them couldn't answer that question because the people hadn't laid the groundwork, the foundation for what made them so special. And that's same true with most speakers, most entrepreneurs, people who've written books. I go, what makes you stand out above everybody else in whatever your expertise is? And most people struggle. They go, well, you know, like if you were talking to a realtor, they go, well, well, my company doesn't know. I don't want to know about your company. I want to know what makes you stand out. And that's what caused me to do speaker talks is because I give them 15 minutes on a stage and I want to see their expertise. They can't sell me anything. They can't pitch me anything. They can't do anything except talk about their passion and that's what it's all about. Um, I've known Rosie for long enough to know that her passion was getting this book out there. Nyeke is an excellent read. If uh, you guys need to pick it up, certainly contact Rosie and get that picked up. But she had a passion for getting it done. When, uh, when something was going on that wasn't going her direction, she got in and said, no, I need this to go this way. I want this to say this you know, way I, and all that stuff. And that's what it's all about is that passion that we have to find. And that's what I try to teach people as speakers. The way I got here was finding people who had a passion for something, a message, something they wanted to share, a new way of doing things, and they couldn't get the word out. So 
speaker talks evolved. I watched all these wonderful people apply to all of those TEDx things. Mm -hmm. They got rejected and rejected and rejected. And, and I was like, why, why, what's going on there? And, you know, when you know the background and what's going on behind all these things, I didn't, I won't even get into what's involved in the TEDx things, but it's a difficult place to get into. Whereas speaker talks, you know, you pay us a fee, you get in our, our speaking group, and we teach you how to be a great presenter. And that's that's what I'm passionate about. Good, good, Steve. And I really enjoyed the, the day that we had the speakers. It, they were all really good, amazing, and they, their passion was really reflected, which is wasn't what I tell uh, people. You know, you are the the human capital, the, the human capital asset of your company, the biggest one is yourself because you're the one that has to, to project who you are to your paying tribe, to your customer, right? So they have to get to know you, like you, and trust you before they can do business with you. So by you being able to deliver that message consistent and, um, and, and the same with your passion, it will not. It will be a no-brainer that they will bring their pain tribe to do business with them. One of the things I do also like to ask in here, and I know you uh, you share some of your struggles with me in here, and you mentioned in here my greatest challenge was romantically. My picker was broken, and I kept <laughs> picking the wrong people. So tell me about that, and have you overcome that? struggle and what's the uh, what's the what happened now that was a whole different life rosie but yeah i think <laughs> so many of us uh, suffer from that i mean that's why divorce is high uh in america and that's what we struggle with uh, i know i was married twice before this marriage and after the well the first one i got married because at 19 years old you went hey that's on you know vietnam and all the soldier stuff and you went i'm supposed to get married at 19 or 20 and you got married and uh um, that, you know, wasn't for the right reasons and it lasted nine years, but then I took like three year break and then I married somebody else again, fell in love, passionate relationship. It was great for about three years. I stayed in at 21 years of arguing and screaming and hollering. And it was towards the end of that, that I went, what went wrong? Why, why have I you know, ended up in this mess? And what I ended up doing was I ended up not only just talking to a lot of people, but a lot of people started coming to me because I'm a pretty good listener as opposed to talking on this show. But you'd listen to them and they'd tell you all the reasons and you'd say, okay, did you do this? Have you tried that? Why did it, you know, why did you marry this person in the first place? And I got into interviewing, uh, I interviewed more than uh, 2,400 people for my little 99 page book because I wanted to know why marriage relationships don't work on so high a percentage here in America. And what I found was um, when I say the picker's broken, almost everybody's picker's broken because we don't know the patterns for picking. So I wrote this book called The 20, The 20 Things You Need to Learn in Order to Find the Love of Your Life. Now, notice it's not how to find the love of your life. It's the 20 things you need to learn. And that's what most of us don't understand is love is learned and people go no 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 you don't understand god's gonna find me somebody i'm gonna stumble across somebody it's just gonna happen the answer to that is maybe maybe but what we do know is love just like almost everything in our life is a learned process and people say no it's something you feel i went great if your mom and dad were always abusive and the way they showed you love was to smack you uh, you know hurt you 
um, then you'd come to think that love was abusing your partner. I said, is that what love is? And most people go, no, well, no. I go, well, but that's what you learned love was. And that's the one great challenge is most of us don't attend a workshop or a seminar. So for like five years of my life, after I wrote the book, I did workshops and seminars teaching people how to find, right, in themselves things that will help them find somebody that will complete them to make them fall in love for an forever love. And about seven years ago now, um, I found uh, the new lady in my life, uh, Kristen, and uh, uh, worked on it for about two years before we finally decided to tie the knot and made sure it was real and made sure it was going to last and that we're uh, best friends. And one of the things I talk about love is it's friendship on fire. And that mm -hmm. you have to have is somebody that cares about us as much as we care about them. Yes, yes. And I think that is part of, you know, having a successful business because until now I really have not find a business owner that said, oh, I don't do this. You know, I do it for the glory, not because of my family. Most of us want this financial um, freedom or stability so we can spend time with our families. But what happens is that the, if you are not clear on your purpose, your business will pull you so much, especially if it's a brand new business, it takes away from the ones you love, your family specifically, and they get and they get uh, the brunt of it, right? The, you're tired when you get home, you know, because of your boundaries, so you're not, not having a... a um, set of rules and or, or or discipline to be able to put your family first um so uh, the, there is okay not only a divorce rate uh, in america but also if you're an entrepreneur it a lot of them end up with divorces because it's very demanding um becoming a, a brand new business owner right um, so i am so glad i i met your lovely wife and she is just uh excellent for you you guys the work. best top notch <laughs> yeah best best partners and um that's the important part and you say something very special um it, it's he, she's your friend and you understand each other and i believe um people think that marriage is 50 50 i give 50 and you give me 50 and the reality is marriage is giving all you got all you got 110 yes. percent and not expecting anything in return because you the only person that was created to give that to your partner. And yes, eventually if you fill their love tank, right, they will reciprocate. Sometimes the language is not the same. So you need to understand their love language and, and your love language, and then just, just translate it to your love language. Right. Because well, no, you what you said right there, Rosie was interesting because I tell people all the time, uh, there's a book out, uh, I forget the guy who wrote it, but the five love languages, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I tell people the five love language, five, five love languages is the Bible. And my book, the 20, is the instruction manual for that. Because, and it's really true, if uh, if you look around, I used to think, um, uh, I was a restaurateur, and I used to see people come in, and they'd sit and hardly talk to each other at all, read the paper, eat their breakfast, get up, walk out. And I go, man, they must be miserable, right? Miserable. And after reading the five love languages, I realized they have the same love language, which was quality time. They didn't need a lot of conversation. They just needed to know the other person was there for them. And once you open your mind to what your partner needs, what does your partner desire? Because some people are 
uh, gifts, acts of service. Some people are gifts. Some people yeah. are physical touch. And if you find their love language and you don't give it to them, as you said, their love tank will not get full. And they'll find a way for somebody else to fill it. So you have to know so much about love in relationships. And you're right. If you are, if, if quality time is important to your partner and you're spending 80 hours a week on your entrepreneurial, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, then you got to find out that they're not feeling loved because you're not spending time with them. And so you have to find a way to balance uh, all of this stuff. You have to find a way to make it all work. And that comes from communication, which you and I know is vital to success. Communicate, communicate, communicate. So when we talk about what we do, like you write, write books, you're going to become a speaker. I talk about helping speakers and people become better communicators. And that's really vital to our success, right? Yes, yes, it is in everything, right? Uh, but always, always in those love languages, I always share too. It's there in my book too. Uh, if you have children, even your children has different love languages, oh, you know. Yeah. So learning their love languages and how they they react or how they feel love, each child is different. So it will be a trick to be able to kind of, and not a trick, but a, a way to fill your child's love language tank, um, yeah. so they can, you know, that they can find their purpose and be the best that they can be. Um, so Steve, this is, uh, to tell us how people can find you. Oh, okay. Um, you can, uh, all kinds of ways. I always say, just drop me an email first. Let's have a conversation. I love talking to people. I love helping people. If you're stuck someplace, whatever you're stuck on, just write to Steve at stevesapato.com. That's S-A-P-A-T-O, Steve at stevesapato.com. And uh, let's have a conversation, but you can go to my website, stevesapatoseminars.com, www.stevesapato.com is my love um, um, website, or you can go to www.stopboringspeakers.com if you want to learn how to be a better speaker or not how to be boring. And you and I know we've run across boring speakers and boring presenters and people who lead boring meetings all the time. Oh my gosh. Send them to that website. Let's get rid of them or teach them how to be uh, engaging and how to make meetings active and wonderful again. Yes, yes. Now, you live in, you don't live in Tampa. I believe you live in Sarasota, right? Apollo Beach, which is, uh, yeah, about a third of the way down to Sarasota. Uh Well, tell me, why did you end up all the way down there? (laughs) You know, that's a good question, I think, uh, that I ask myself that all the time, really. And the whole point of that thing is uh, I lived in Moline, Illinois, Davenport, Iowa for 60 years of my life. And I kept wondering why my relatives stopped in a place that had such cold winters. And then at 60 years old, suddenly somebody turned on the light bulb in my head and I went, why am I staying in a place that has such cold winters? So I moved to Atlanta for a couple of years. It still got freezing cold. And I said, this is not right. And then I had the opportunity and followed down to Tampa and was here for two years. And I went, boy, I love Tampa. It's a great place, the right climate. It's not too hot like Miami. It's not, doesn't get cold like Pensacola. And so, uh, but then I got the opportunity to travel, uh, speak, travel, train. And I spent uh, almost four years on the road, right? Hotels and all that stuff. And then met the wife, decided to settle down. And she said, where do you want to live? I went, oh, it's got to be Tampa, Florida. 
for the the web or for the uh, weather. Uh-huh. And when we looked, uh, I had a very good friend who lives down here in the Apollo Beach area. And uh, just based upon one person, I said, well, let's move down to Apollo Beach. Now, obviously, he could have picked all kinds of different locations. But this turns out to be great because now I've got uh, friends in Sarasota and I've got friends in uh, Sun City and I got friends in Apollo Beach and I have friends in Tampa. And it's always to me that I'm about 30 minutes from Tampa. And when we invite people from our location, say, hey, let's go up to Tampa and go to eat or dinner or something. They go all the way to Tampa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it is the place, you know, you're only 30 minutes away, so it's not that bad. But Steve, thank you so much for the amazing time that we had together today. One last tidbit for my listeners. Yeah, I think the best thing I can uh, help people with is always open your day with some meditation, be grateful for all that you currently have, and then start imagining what you want. Find somebody who can help you with that imagining and then go after your dreams. Great. Thank you. Now, this is another quote of my book. Giving back isn't just about helping other other people. It's about encouraging to dream too. So once you have you you found your purpose, the next thing you do is you want to help others find them. By doing this, you're not only improving your life and be living and start living your best life yet, you're also improving your community. By giving back to people, encouraging them to be the best that they can be, then you will be able to change your environment. And by changing your environment, people in the area will just only be able to do the same. So at the very beginning, they might feel a little bit mistrusting you because they say, okay, what does he want? What what do they want? They get something out of me. But if you continue to be transparent, if you continue to do it just because of the gift of giving without expecting, your whole community will change. And today, my friends and my listeners, I just want to encourage you, find your purpose and then help others find theirs. Thank you so much for listening to my Cafecito with Rosie on air. This is Rosie Paulson, and we'll be speaking to each other next time. Ciao.